welcome to episode 207 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. And I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and Jeff Gamet is here. How are you doing, Jeff? I, I'm doing great, and it's awesome to get to hang out with you. And I, I know we just recorded um, uh, the Mac show a little bit earlier, but still, this is we like did. a special treat to get to hang out with both uh-huh. of you. It is. An even more special treat the, that, that Patrice Brennamore is here. How you doing, Patrice? So glad you're here. Hi, I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm like I, honestly, I've been looking forward to this show for the last. Uh-huh. I don't know when did you schedule it? Three weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I told you. I, had to, I gave I gave you well ahead like advance notice. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is this is awesome. We're going to talk about everything that happened this yes. week. This is going to be a sweet show, and it's the second show for today with you. Yeah. So that's always. Well, like, I'm, I'm so 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 excited you've been here. I look back. You haven't been on the show in like six months. It's too late, but too long. I haven't. Uh, yeah. Wow. So. It's about cl- well, then it's Long about time. time. That's exactly. right. So, well, as yeah, well, I guess really the show is going to be about WWDC. We're going to recap uh, everything. Really, uh, going to uh, pause the news for this week because the news was WWDC. So uh, we're going to really just uh, jump right in and start talking about that and uh, and get get our get our views of what what's happening. Um, one thing I will mention is uh, uh, we always talk about beta uh, iOS fifteen dot five that six beta two is still out and I would I would uh, this week and I would anticipate it's going to get released next week because uh, they obviously want to take the uh, take the fo- keep the focus on dub dub and iOS sixteen but uh, I would go, go mm-hmm. under the assumption that will finally come out of beta and be released next week and that'll be the final version before we move on to iOS uh, sixteen I would don't you guys don't you think. Mm-hmm. There might be a 15.7 beta, you never know, yeah. for some reason. But, yeah. You know, I, I could see a 15.7 beta happening mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. One would be they uh, they found some other um, critical bugs that they want to address in the iOS 15 line. And the other could be... Uh, to address hardware compatibility for new devices that might be coming out. Mm. Yeah. Could be. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, it's very possible. It's it's a rare thing I've seen Apple do on an old old OS when they're, they're focusing all their uh, efforts. In the, I think they did it last year for some uh, reason. It, it was very confusing last year yeah. because I, I had to have one iPad on the the 14 betas yeah. and another on the 15 betas yeah. mm-hmm. so yeah definitely definitely get confusing um so uh yeah let's just try jump right into the coverage here i did put in the show notes the links apple does a great job with their preview pages for all the the os's that were released so i did put uh ios 16 as we know is out now ipad os 16 uh i did put mac os venture in there because there are some new features that are going to be added that that really mm-hmm. work really well with the iPad and the iPhone for that matter. We'll talk in a little bit about, um, but let's first talk about compatibility. I, I, I know nobody really talks about that at first, but I think it's important to know what devices are going to be compatible with each of the OSs. Um, I'm, I, I'm glad to see that I, iPhone eight is still going to be the oldest of the iPhones that'll be uh, uh, compatible to iOS 16. So I know I saw a lot of uh, rumblings and people complaining. Oh, my iPhone seven is going to be compatible. That's that's horrible. And but yeah. it's also what I, se- that's seven versions ago. Seven years ago. Yeah. So that is seven yeah, years. That's old. Uh, yeah. I always continue to say I, I, how I I like that the Apple does keep iPhones uh, hmm. in their in the compatibility of devices uh, with latest OSs for a long time. I mean, I mean iPhone 8 is, what, six years, five or six years, so mm-hmm. just quite a long time. Mm-hmm. So you go I, iPhone 8 all the way down to, of course, our current models with 13s. Um, the uh, SE still, the, the second gen and the third gen of the SE is, is going to be uh, still compatible as well, so that's great. And, and then Watch OS 9, that'll be out. Thank God, finally. The Series 3, gone. It's yes, not going to be. Finally. I mean, I mean it, funny, they're still selling yeah, it. And they're still selling but... it, yeah, which is even more crazy. <laughs> I, I pay $200 for an yeah. iPhone, uh, Apple Watch, and, and it's not even going to have the latest yeah. OS anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, you can expect that it's going to go away very, very soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. I, I think they'll take it off. Uh, uh, stop selling it pretty pretty quickly here. 
Mm-hmm. So that's series four and, and higher. So you got the, the SE model, which is the more affordable one. And then you got all the way up to series seven. You know, we can anticipate new, new Apple watch probably next year as well. Or I'll be mean this year, later this year. Um, Mac OS Ventura, I'll just, I'll, be, I'll just briefly mention that, uh, the, uh, notably the Mac mini is going to be down to the 2018 or later. So they're, they're dwindling down on Intel Macs that are going to be compatible. Um, you got 2017 models or later on the iMac and mm-hmm. on the MacBooks and the MacBook Pros. So yep. this one just gets it. This is the 27. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my, my, my one Mac mini is in the road now, but I'd have two M1. So I think I'm good for a while. So, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for TV OS and well, too much to talk about with TV OS and we probably won't talk too much about that today, maybe in a future show here, but, uh, the, no, I think you just covered yeah, TVOS. TVOS. Just yeah, mentioned it's it. Done. But uh, the HD, the 4K, and the 4K second gen are the only ones that are going to be uh, compatible. So that means any Apple TV that you bought 2015 or later. Uh, iPad, which I'm super stoked to say the fact that they're still supporting all of the iPad Pros, including the first gen 12.9 inch, which I have, as one of my iPads. Uh, so I just installed it. Uh, so that is going to be compatible all the way up to, of course, the current versions of the Pros. Um, the Air is going to be the third, fourth, and fifth generation models of the Air. Uh, the Mini is going to be the fifth and sixth. And then you got the fifth generation of the, the, the basic iPad all the way up to, of course, the current uh, ninth generation. So, uh, so it looks like anything, basically anything older than 2015 on iPads and 2019 mm-hmm. on Macs are going to be pretty much where, uh, where the compatibility is going to be. So, um, I'm happy to see that. I really am. So, just to, so those of you who have the older devices, well, they'll still be usable for a while. Well, to come here. So, uh, but we'll but we'll see. Um, so let's go jump right in. I'm going to talk. Let's so we can start right off with iOS 16. Um, the first one I think is going to really of, of note. I know Patrice, you had some good good views on this. Is the lock screen and the widgets that they added. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, I mean, I, and the fonts and everything that's changed as far as what the home screen looks yeah. like. What, what do you, what's your your first initial thoughts since you I installed mean, it? One, it, I, I think this is the key feature of iOS. You know, Apple Apple usually tries to do something that people can see immediately, where they know, oh, this is the new thing, and that's the lock screen. And you look at it, and it looks completely different. It, it, it still behaves the same or very similar. Yeah. And it's still lock screen, but it, it looks vastly different. And, and I mean, there's so many things, even in lock screen, we could talk about, like with the focus modes yeah, and, yeah. and so on, the, the, the widgets and so on. But, but the one, I think, important thing is you can almost guarantee that the next iPhone has, is going to have an always-on display. Yeah. It's, it's what, I mean, what they did with the, with, with the Apple Watch, and they bought brought basically the Apple Watch widgets to the lock screen on the iPhone. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a natural progression to do that. Yeah, it, it, it makes total sense mm-hmm. to, to, to do that. And uh, I... I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of liking the way it's, it's look. I, I like the fonts, mm-hmm. the, 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 the screen. I mean, even the clock looks so much different. Yeah. I like the way that the... Yeah. the you can, it's kind of buried behind yeah. the uh, the swirl of the of the original wallpaper, mm-hmm. which kind of makes it fun to look at. And uh, Yeah. And it's fully customizable. Yeah. Like, you can change the fonts to some extent. You can change the colors. You can show what is shown, like, with the widgets, but also, like, times and so on. Uh, obviously, the background, as always, you can change. There's, like, live backgrounds. I think the weather background, for example, is really, really fun. I'm, I'm using that right now. So it's. I think it's it's one of the things that people like customization, and Apple is offering it in a really fun way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Jeff, you, you had some thoughts? You know, um, okay, so the only device that I have uh, developer beta on right now is a 10.5-inch iPad Pro. Mm-hmm. Which means it's not M1, which means that uh, there's a lot of features I can't take advantage of. But I mean, we know that uh, that the new lock screen features, most of them aren't available on iPads anyhow. Right. So that's disappointing. But what I really like is that even with just the default typefaces that, mm-hmm. that you get on the lock screen, I think that that everything is much more readable now. Yeah. So yeah, it's, you know, I don't get everything on my test iPad, but uh, what I am getting with the lock screen, it does look a lot nicer. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, uh, they extended the focus to, to the lock screen as well, which is great because um, I, I need to start mm-hmm. using focus. I don't use it as not enough. I guess I don't, I don't 
maybe that's my problem sometimes. I don't focus enough because I'm, <laughs> I get very easily distracted <laughs> with looking at all. Yeah. I'm working, doing some work, and then I'm going to look at something personal or vice versa. So uh, that, yeah. that's that's a, a thing. The other thing they, they added was a focus filter for specific apps, which is really a great yeah. thing. I don't know. Have you tried that, that uh, yet at all, Patricia? Um, I thought about, I actually haven't tried it yet because I'm waiting for some apps to do it, but I'm, I'm definitely gonna, and I'm probably going to start using, I, I use focus modes here and there. Like I'm right mm-hmm. now, as we speak in a podcast focus mode. And when I trigger that, everything sets, gets set up, like the lights turn on, the colors change all nice. of that. I have a shortcut for that, but I think I'm going to, I'm going to start using it for work and so on as well, because now with the, the focus filters, you can like say, okay, when I'm in work mode, only show me work emails and work appointments and whatnot. Or you can say when I'm like, maybe do the inverse and say work, work, you should see everything. But if I'm in my personal mode and I have a personal focus, then don't show me work things and filter out all the work work stuff. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to start. And I know that's probably a very European thing to say, oh, work, like you when you're off work, you don't focus on the work. Um, but I think I'm going to start using that even more than I already have. Yeah. And now that it's also on the Mac, I think it's, I mean, on the Mac, so far on the Mac, it was more or less useless. Um, but now I think it's, it's, it's really good. Oh, it, it's, I'm looking forward to start trying it. And uh, I don't have an iPhone specifically. That's my primary iPhone device. And I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not brave putting it on my 13 Pro Max right now because it's my production device. So. Uh, right, but I've but well, I've got I two did. iPads now to do it. An old old I'm in the old version. I got a 2018 mm-hmm. iPad Pro, uh, 12.9 as well, so mm-hmm. I can try both. I can try both worlds. Again, we'll talk about iPad in just a second. I won't go there, but um, the iCloud sharing uh, photo library it was a, uh, was a great new feature. I think that they they revealed at least because that was always a big confusing way. I mean, I did it when I was modeling my kitchen. I wanted yes. I wanted to share all the photos with all my, all my family. They're in my family sharing. Uh, but I had to select each one of them to get them in there to be able to see it. And then I can't get access and all that. But this is a great way. Mm. Of, now it's just a one big uh, shared photo library. It doesn't necessarily have to be a family. You can just open it up to anybody easily. Um, so I think this was a good uh, improved feature uh, for that in yeah. itself. Very Apple. Very yes, Apple yes. as well. Yeah. Um, two other things that were notable was uh, the spatial audio. You now can have personalized spatial audio, so you can, which I think is really awesome. And I, I like to hear your thoughts on that, Jeff, as far as the, the sound, having that be able to have that ability to be able to uh, uh, have the, the personalized the spatial audio. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad Apple did it. It's, it's another feather in their audio cap, uh, you know, to, to really stretch uh a, a saying and, and butcher it, but uh, the, okay. So here's the thing. Apple has been making it clear for years now that they're very serious about audio. And sometimes they'll, they'll uh, roll out something where it's clear they get it. And other times they miss the mark. Yep. Um, and, uh, and having that whole individual spatial audio thing is to me, like just, or, I'm saying it wrong. Personalized <laughs> spatial audio. There we go. Um, it's it's the necessary next step. Mm-hmm. So it needed to come. And on one hand, hooray, they did it. And then on the other hand, of course they did because they kind of had right. to. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm glad it's there. And um, uh, and I'm assuming it works with my iPad Pro. <laughs> And I hadn't tested it yet because I kept thinking iPhone. So now I need to yeah. try it out. The setup, the setup is a little weird, and uh, it prompted me at a time when I didn't have time for it because you have to scan your ears for it. Yeah. So, oh right. right. Yes. That is that. I mean, that's probably very cool, and I'm really looking forward to it. But I haven't tried it yet because of that. Because I needed some time to do it, and I was like, I was in bed, and I was like, Yeah, no, I'm not doing it now. <laughs> Well, you know, and, yeah. and the thing with um, uh, with what Apple's been doing with uh, with making sure audio is correct for the individual user, you know, like the thing with AirPods, mm-hmm. where you uh, you do the uh, the sound check thing to make sure that you have the right fit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this this just seems like the next step in that. And yeah. uh, I mean, and, the fact. Yeah. The fact that you can use your AirPods Pro to do a professional-grade audio test 
in an app that that is like a real test tells you how good it is like you don't need any specialized equipment for that you you need your airpods yeah i uh i am really impressed with it out with what apple is doing with their audio software and hardware um and i'm a hearing test by the way yeah (laughs) yeah and now granted we're dealing with bluetooth so we have we have bandwidth limitations, and we're not going to get the audio quality that you're go- that you get from a uh, a wired connection. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, what Apple's doing is still really impressive, and I think for most people, it doesn't matter that this is Bluetooth because yeah. Apple's doing some really great stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. they really are. Um, and uh, the uh, other. Th- other things that really stood out for me was uh, messages. I'm so glad that they added the ability to be able to edit a message. That was always mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, crud. I misspelled it. And then you have to put the star in and not correct myself. <laughs> and I don't do that anymore. I can go back yeah, and fix it. And correct yourself three and, times. Uh, yeah, like, yeah because the auto, right? autocorrect <laughs> pops up and uh, I, I do it like three yeah. times. So, um, <laughs> so that was a great new thing that they added in messages. Uh, as also the ability to, to delete messages. Now I'm interested to know. I mean, is there a time limit when you go to delete it? Is yes. it? It's, I think you have to delete it pretty much right away if you want to expect for yeah. it to be completely gone, right? I think it's within 15 minutes. Or oh, that's not bad. Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe you're right. Um, uh, one thing people need to be aware of is that for this to work the way you expect it to, everyone needs to be on. Uh, 16. iOS 16, iPad OS 16, yeah, yeah. or Mac OS Ventura, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, and I did test this uh, earlier with uh, you know w- with a couple chats, and uh, and it was interesting because the changes took place like immediately for me and for the person I was testing with, but I was watching on my Mac, which is not running Ventura. Mm-hmm. And none of the changes showed up right. there, even though it's changes I was making. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so uh, that that's a that's a great thing too. So I'm I'm really excited to see uh, that, as well as being mm-hmm. able to mark them as read um, or unread. Uh, you have the, the that easier ability, and they incorporate some share play features into the into messages too, which was great. Yes. So you don't need a video audio call for for share play. Right. You can now, which is great because sometimes you just don't want to talk to people like on the phone or like even even worse beyond video. If you're watching a show, you just want a text conversation when you talk about it. And you know, you now that you say that, it it completely makes sense to me. I mean, the the number of times I watch a show mm-hmm. and I have a text chat going on with someone mm-hmm. who's watching it as well is strikingly high. And uh, and Dave, I am lovingly looking at you. Anywhere, it's just like, like yeah, yeah, okay, yep, yeah, th- yeah. There, there's a, a small handful of people that, and actually, Patrice, you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I made your so official. Th- this will make it nicer because <laughs> now we'll be in sync when we do yeah. that. True, so true. I made your official list. Uh, so, um, so yeah, that's that's messages, and then. Um, I'm not going to talk with all the things we have to talk about today. I just wanted to pull out one feature that as part of that kind of incorporates mm-hmm. macOS, Ventura, and and iPhone and iPad is the continuity continuity camera, which I'm kind of pretty mm-hmm. excited about. Although I'm kind of Me kind too. of sad, I don't want to see where Camo Studio goes because they were <laughs> kind of Sherlocked uh, because of this feature. And what this is is. Not hundred percent, but yeah, I, I'm sure the the the, the folks at the uh, Reincubate uh, are back at the, their their studios and looking to to make some changes. And uh, I see this as an opportunity. Big for opportunity, them. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it makes your iPhone as a wireless webcam, which is even more sweet because I'm always tired of having mm-hmm. to plug things in to to get my as I, I'm using my iPhone here. I had to use my iPhone 13 Pro Max. I don't normally do, so I'm going kind of a little crazy because I don't have my <laughs> main daily driver mm-hmm. with me because I installed iOS 16 on the, my 10R and, and Camelo studio is not the crashing. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. working with iOS 16. Yeah. But, but, but they'll fit. Oh yeah. You're not, you're, 
you're not in Ventura on your Mac. Otherwise, you could have used continuity camera. I actually tried yeah, it, I, and it's it is surprisingly yeah, good. I, 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 um, by the way, it works wired too. Oh, okay. So if you're if you connect it with lightning, that was something that was in the sessions or somewhere in in the in the, the websites. Um, but it works wired too. So I which is good, I think, because then then you can like I like plugging it in because then it's powering and it's not running off battery and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you don't have. To, I think the good thing is you don't have to have it wired. It works well. That's great. Yeah, I was before the show. I was trying to get. I had already installed it on my one of my M1 Mac Minis, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I signed into the wrong that that's the damn <laughs> Apple ID thing we had, we talked about having oh, our two yeah. IDs. Oh, <laughs> Apple merge our IDs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I signed to the wrong one on the iPhone. So it's not going to work right mm-hmm. now. So I got. I'm going to try it after the show yeah. and report back. Yeah, give it a try. I've heard I've heard some mixed things about the uh what is it called? The 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 second the black magic deal? feature. Yeah. Uh, I've heard some people have said it works, but it was showing more their bellies than the desk. <laughs> <laughs> so the angle was kind of off. But that might just be a, like a tuning and and yeah. Like we're fixing thing and then it works. Well, well, but but they said it worked. It was too surprised that it was. We'll definitely have plenty of uh, to talk about over the next few mm-hmm. weeks, probably months, because yes. uh, we can't mm-hmm. cram all this into one show here because there's so much no. information. I mean, this is this really is. I no. mean, I I don't think I can remember how much how many new features that Apple re- released on all across it, the Mac OS OS devices. The, the thing is. There are not so many flashy, flashy, big no. ticket items. I think that the, the lock screen is probably one of the biggest ones and probably one of the few that, that we got. But we got a million smaller right. things. And I mean, if you go to the website, there's, there's um, the all new features uh, link on the right. page when you, when you go there. And that's just a long list. Of oh, it's stuff. just. I wanted to highlight. I wanted to highlight privacy and security because there were some things that very few people have talked about. Um, there's like safety check, oh. uh, which I highlighted in the keynote. Yeah, uh, for that like, was the most important feature announced. Yeah, yeah go ahead opinion. and give us some yes. uh, back on that background on that. Yeah. So, so the the like for for people in settings where you where you're like suffering from domestic violence from like from your partner or whoever in your environment, um, you can basically go into the safety check feature and quickly reset the access that you've granted to others. So even if it's on another device and they have access to your account, you can basically reset all of that. And you can also manage who like, who, like, who gets access to things and, and who you have given access to and all of that. So it's a really good overview. Um, there's also pasteboard permissions, which I like. So you like before an app can paste, they have to ask for permissions now, or the app probably automatically asks for it. Um, so I think that was that was important, and then rapid security response is also on on the security side um, across the board. Apple will basically now allow certain security fixes to be installed without a OS release. Mm-hmm. So you know, like every every single and, and, and David knows that every single OS release, no matter how minor it is, has a long list of security. It fixes. does. And sometimes mm-hmm. Apple has to rush them out because there's a zero day zero of some days. sort that's really bad and they have to they have to release it. And now they can with rapid security response, they can basically install like just push out that security fix. There are no firmware updates. So anything that is let's say more bad and could really mess up the entire system, I think they want to check it properly and they want to like have a proper release cycle. But anything that is software fixes. They can they can just push out, and I think that is really great. Oh, that is great! No, thanks for bringing that up. That that's a that was definitely a going standout yeah. feature. And and landscape face ID, I forgot about. Oh yes, landscape face ID <laughs> on the iPhone. Yes. Oh, amazing! Oh, oh, I didn't even know that. Was that even was that announced? Actually, I didn't remember hearing uh, that. No, that's just on the page. Okay, let's uh, make sure we yeah. no, so put that in, in awesome. our notes here. Uh, so, landscape mm-hmm. face ID. Mm-hmm. On the iPhone, like the iPad has had it. Uh, Jeff told me that I didn't realize it. Well, yeah, it had to because people always always doing it in landscape on the iPad. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think, but I didn't. I thought it was landscape always, and it didn't work in portrait. But he told me, no, no, it works in both. Yes, it does. I, I can confirm that as well. 
Um, so, but now the iPhone can do it too. So if you're like, especially on a bigger yeah. phone, I don't know, you're, you're holding it that way. You want to take a photo or whatever. And like, you can just keep holding it. Uh, that's it great. Yeah. Um, the one, or you have it in a stand. Yeah. yeah. True. Yes. Oh yeah. Good point. Yeah. That, that makes, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I've got it on the stand here when mm-hmm. I'm using it as a camera. If I had to use it, it would work. Yeah. Like in your, in your car. I turned on like yeah. in, in your car, like you might have mounted it as like a whatever mm-hmm. a navigation system if you don't have CarPlay. Yeah, that makes total sense. And then the one last yeah. feature of iOS 16 that I wanted to bring up is uh, the Quick Notes has now been added to iPhone, um, which oh, which, which is great. Yeah, so they they did add they mm-hmm. did add that into iOS 16 because it was only in the iPad before and mm-hmm. Mac. iPad and Mac. That's the thing yeah. where you do the little corner mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. tap or swipe thing. Okay. Yeah. So you can do a quick yeah. note, uh, and yeah. yeah, the Notes app is just awesome. I I I live in yeah. Apple Notes. I just I wish I could use it all the time. Yeah. So much I like it. But. Yeah, I mean reminders change significantly. Like it's it's basically a full on task manager now, which is which is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you can still out. use it. You can use it the old, very simple way, but like, you could basically enable the advanced stuff, if, and then then you can use it as a full-on task manager, for example. All right, I need to check so, that out. I, yeah, I'm a, so a big OmniFocus fan, mm-hmm. so I just too. never use oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, Apple's Tasks app. And, and, and I, I already brought but it up. I'll check. I already brought out. it up on, on iOS 16, uh, and uh, it does ask you, do you want to upgrade? So if we remember correctly, mm-hmm. when that happened between. Yeah, don't, don't do it right away. Don't do you, that. You need to. <laughs> I mean, if you need it, if you still need it, like if you're using reminders and you need the reminders functionality, don't. Do yeah, because it says upgrade now. <laughs> and uh, with, but mm. those th- three yeah, features out there: quick creation, easy organizing, and suggest and smart suggestions and smart smart lists. So yeah, hey, this but, is beta. Yeah, exactly. This is beta. I have nothing on here. I upgraded. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, if you have uh, <laughs> right, if you have old reminders and you upgrade. Yeah. Proceed with caution. Well, although we yes. should say, don't put this on your production device, please. <laughs> right. Yeah, but you, you might you might put devices. it on a secondary device, and because it's all iCloud, you yeah. might upgrade it, and then it doesn't work on like on other devices. Yeah, so be careful. So be careful with that one. Good careful. point. <laughs> yeah, be careful with that. So, um, so let's yeah. uh, go ahead and uh, a couple things on iPad OS. Um, first off is weather oh my gosh that weather app is gorgeous um i'm looking at it right now and there's some drizzle already coming on down here in my my neck of the woods uh and i love it's a surprisingly well done weather app the animations are great and you got the you got um the percept the uh, the radar right there it shows the forecasts Mm. shows the hourly forecast i mean because you have so much more real estate on the screen you can get a lot more information here so i think they did a pretty fantastic job yeah with the weather app i mean the weather app and the weather kit and, and i mean kit. novell and her team like the entire team i, I know her. oh like, yeah that's right she, they did so, i mean one she was in the keynote and in, and in the state of the union mm-hmm. and they did such a great job with it yeah yeah I, i'm really impressed with with the weather app i i've been a dark sky user for mm-hmm. a very long time because i found the weather app lacking and these yes. improvements that they've made, I mean, to me, it's pretty clear that the Dark Sky team is uh, is fully integrated into the right. the, yep. the weather app team. Yes, and and by the way, I think all of that is Swift UI. Oh, as okay. far as I'm aware of. Yeah, which makes total sense. I mean, I think Swift, Swift, Swift yeah. UI is is definitely where Apple has gone. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. By the way, it's really hot in Denver and Boulder right now, and uh, it's only going to get hotter today. Okay. <laughs> but that bad news came in a very beautiful interface. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, I'm. I'm. I mean, like I'm. I'm a current weather user, and I really love it. But this has me. Current I mean, this awesome. has me really tempted. Like, it's a really good app. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, they did add some new collaboration features in there. Uh, I don't know if you had take mm-hmm. a chance to take a look at those at all, Patrice, as far as uh, some of those uh, some of those things are limited right limited. now. Yeah. yeah, but I, I mean, I saw the presentation, obviously, and it looks, I mean, the fact that you can now, when you share a document, decide whether you want to co- share a copy, which kind of was the default before. If you shared a pages document, it would literally just send the copy of that document. Right. 
um, now you can say, hey, no, I actually want to just work with Jeff on this one. Yeah, it seems. Um, so the, the Google Doc that you have, you could literally do in, in Pages, for example, and just do a collaboration and it would work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's probably not as good, but, um, but <laughs> separate issue. I think probably one of the more notable things that happened was improved uh, multitasking and using Stage Manager. Mm -hmm. uh, Stage Manager was introduced into the Mac uh, OS uh Ventura and I've started using it now, mm -hmm. and it is pretty slick because I I never could I mm -hmm. never could get into spaces. I was never big into the spaces. It was always like, oh, where am I going here? And we're going to all these crazy places. But I, I like how uh, Stage Manager is actually it's got your I've got three or four different tabs open here on different apps, and it's easy just to click and bring you back focus uh, on here. I the same thing on the on the iPad. It's uh, uh it's giving you some great things in here as well. So, mm -hmm. but. Uh, so as you see, as you see, there wasn't too much as far other than that. The real exciting on iPad OS, unfortunately. I mean, we were you know, there were a lot of talk about wanting to become become more and more of a desktop type of device. I think Apple mm. just still hasn't got there yet. No. Yeah, no. I mean, a lot of the things that we did talk about are also on on iPad OS. Like obviously, all the privacy, security features, right. all the accessibility things. Uh, Freeform, which is coming later, um, which is basically like kind of a whiteboard for for sharing right. in a call, is coming. Um, like they, I said, a lot of the things that we heard about, like the home app and all of that, all of that is coming. But none of, or very few of it is kind of really for the iPad. It's more yeah. like, okay, the iPhone got it and, or the Mac got it. And, oh yeah, the iPad got it too. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, it tells you a lot. Um, I want to highlight a little bit Safari. Okay. Because I mean, yeah. It's but like, before you hit Safari, yeah. can I bring up a stage manager sure. thing that I of just course. discovered? Sure. Well, not just, but like <laughs> this week. Mm -hmm. So uh, stage manager on, on iPad requires an M1 iPad. Right. Oh, are you sure so, about that? Because yeah, I think yes. my new my new iPad Air has Stage Manager. Yeah, well, your new iPad Air is the M1 model, then. Does it? I thought it was the A15. I would uh, have to double check. Well, the that. late, the last double check. You have the last, uh, yeah, Air. Yeah, yeah, the very new the very one. one yeah. yeah, so that's an M1. Oh, um, okay, uh, but it looks like that's an artificial limitation. Because yeah. people have found in the code where there's a uh, a, a toggle where that potentially could be changed. So what I'm hoping mm. is that the M1 support or M1 only support mm. is a temporary thing while Apple watches to see how overall performance works. And then as we get closer to the official release, they flip that toggle and then uh, and and then. Like you know, mm. A14, A15 iPads can take yeah. advantage of it too. It's not. It's not the first time that Apple has done that. Like they did it last year with the live text feature, where they said it would be on mm -hmm. M1 Max only, and then they changed it later. Right. So, yeah. So there's precedent. Yeah. 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 I said I have. I have seen because I know I have Stage Manager on my iPad, and I have an iPad like the new iPad Air that came out this year. So. Yeah. So, uh, surprise, Patrice, you bought an M1 iPad. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I thought I didn't, but okay. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, Safari. I mean, the, Safari on a Mac got a lot of things, and Safari in general it has been like Jen Simmons. Uh, if you if you're on Twitter, follow Jen Simmons. Like she's posting all the time about the really cool things that that they're doing on Safari. Um, and I mean, you know, Safari is mostly an open source project. They have their own organization and so on. Um, but like, they, they're like a lot of really cool features. Like, uh, web push notifications is coming to it's coming to the Mac basically this fall with with Ventura, but it's coming to iOS and iPadOS also next year. Mm. Um, and it's a standard notif push notifications. There's no special thing that websites have to do to support it for Apple. It's the same that they already have for other platforms. Um, and, and it's like, and that's really cool for like web apps. Like they can send now standard iOS push notifications. Uh, they have to register. Nice. I mean, that's the only thing they have to be registered for it. And then you have to, you have to basically say, yes, I want notifications. Hmm. So it's not, they can't, like, you know, the old Safari pop-up on the Mac where said, oh, website wants to send you push notifications. That doesn't work anymore. 
they stop that. But if you click a button, say, hey, yes, please, notifications, then they can reduce the frame. So that's that's really cool. Um, I mean, the whole tab groups, share tab groups and pin tabs and tab groups and new web extensions, for example. Mm -hmm. Like there's so there's so much in Safari itself that has changed that like that in itself is a pretty big change that very few people talk about. Yeah, there wasn't much, there really much wasn't much to talk about on that one, but no, thank you yeah. for bringing that up. I, I that's am why I happy. thought talking about it on the iPad would be good. <laughs> Yeah. Because on a Mac, we have so many other things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm very happy to see these changes. Um, mm -hmm. the, there are still limitations, like with specific um, uh, extensions that I want to use that keep me from using Safari as my, my uh, primary mm -hmm. browser. Uh, but that doesn't mean I can't be excited about what we're seeing happen with Safari. Yeah. And that might have changed because they have new APIs for web extensions that allow more more extensions to exist. Mm -hmm. So that could be, and you know, the, the web extensions these days they're they're basically the same as on on Chrome more or less. Yeah, so, uh, so I'm looking forward to playing with yeah, that. Yeah, I definitely want to check that out as well. Again, I just since I was out of town all this past week, I didn't get a chance to install anything, so I just just <laughs> literally got it all on like late last night and. Yeah, was really I mean, for that. If if you're into it, the, the technology preview of Safari is really good. Yes, I really like it, and it's relatively stable. So it's not like that you get the beta software that crashes half. Right, time. right. Um, all right, let's move on to WatchOS, WatchOS nine. Um, not a huge amount of stuff happened there in that in that uh, OS, other than the fact that uh, the health app has some drastic improvements, uh, including uh, metrics mm. for fitness uh, and uh, it has uh, uh, sleep stages and AFib history, which mm -hmm. really stand, stood out. Uh, but notably, it was yeah. is the new medication app. I think that's in itself that that's going to work in co in uh, conjunction with both the iPhone and the Apple Watch. Uh, and I, I know, I know mm -hmm. you have already have some experience with that, Patrice, and you you, you had some good yeah. positive results on that. I I have already started using it. Uh, I think on like Wednesday or something. I I finally got around to setting it up. Um, I mean, you set it up on your phone. Mm -hmm. I think I, I haven't actually checked if you can set it up on your watch, but I'm like probably easier anyway to yeah. do it on your phone. Um, but you so. can you can search for your medication. They have a database um, from a really really good company, like high quality company called Elsevier, which some of you might know for for like it's a book publisher actually originally. I think. Uh, but these days they're into anything that is content and especially specialized medical content like medications. Um, but So you can just search for your medication and it might just pop up and, and have all the info already. Um, but if it's not, then you can just enter it. So it, the Apple did it in a really Apple way. Um, and on the, on the watch, like it's, it's really good. Like it's basically, it's the simplest thing you can imagine. It shows you, like you, you set it up and say, Hey, remind me at whatever 10 PM, I have to take this medication. And then at 10 p.m. you get a notification that says, "Hey, you should take your medication." And then you can say, "Oh, well, um, I don't know. I'm I'm watching a TV show now. Like, remind me in 10 minutes." Or, "Yeah, I've taken it." Or, "I don't know. No, today I don't need it. You can skip it." Uh, you can also like lock medic like non-recurring medication mm -hmm. that you only take. For, I don't know when you have acid reflux, for example, and you want to lock that. Uh, it allows you to do that too. Um, so it's a really good. I mean. The, the UI on Apple Watch and notifications and so on have changed quite a bit and they're much, much better. And I really like it. And this is, in my opinion, the perfect example for that. It's a really good app. Simple, but it gets the job done. That's great. I mean, it, that, that's exactly what you need it yeah, to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I mean, on the, on, on, on the iPhone, they have drug interactions and stuff like that. So it does interaction checks for you. At least for the known medications. Like if you enter something yourself that is not in the database, they won't do it because not known. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I will. I will note that this will work on the iPhone uh, on its own as well. They the the health app mm -hmm. in iOS 16 is going to update now that you you don't have to have an Apple Watch. As not everybody does. Uh, that does allow you to be able to uh, use both these new features on the iPhone by itself. The medication app as well as the mm -hmm. fitness app. Uh, which I was going to move on to now. Uh, the fitness app, like I said, only iPhone, or you can use for both. Um, and they have made some pretty good improvements in the fitness app uh, uh, as well, uh, with uh, a lot of some new, uh, good features. As, um, 
like I said, we, we talked about uh, metrics for running, and uh, they had uh, a triathlon mode um, and some of the other things mm-hmm. that are part of the fitness app. Uh, so you, now you're going to have your iPhone with you and not – because that was always the concern because if you didn't have your Apple Watch on, you may sometimes you forgot it. If you are an Apple Watch user, you kind of lost out on some of that data when you were working out. Mm-hmm. So um, so they really added some co- cool things on that. And and because it was asked in, di- in one of the digital lounges, um, no, you cannot string together three random workouts. Mm. It's it's just a triathlon mode. So only those three things. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, it was well, asked. And, and, and I mean, as always, if, if this is something you would like to have, file a feedback. Yes. Or send an email, even like if you're not in the program, you don't have the feedback app, send an email to feedback at apple.com, for example. And let them know because they're definitely open to that. Like if you if you say, "Hey, I would like to do this and this and that," let them know. I I can see where that would be really useful for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like let's say you have a uh, uh, your your fitness workout routine that you do at the gym, mm-hmm. and you always do it in the same pattern. Yeah. Okay. Why not set that up, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you start your custom workout. And it just moves each thing through each thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I said, right right now, now we know it's coming next year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely going to be next year. For sure. Um, Yeah. It has to do something with the, it it switches automatically. It detects like what workout you're doing right now. And it automatically knows when to switch. Like it detects it. So you don't have to fiddle with your watch when you're switching from your bike to running or swimming or something. That's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like I said, not too much really else on the Apple Watch. Um, uh, I wanted to talk about Passkey and Passkeys. That was a big, big announcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 Patrice, you have some great insights on this uh, new feature uh, about uh, what what it's all about. Uh, the fact that you're not going to have mm-hmm. to use a password anymore using this Passkey and security. Why don't you kind of give us a little bit of a background yeah. on that? Okay, so I mean, I'm not going to explain the entire no, system because I mean, it is really complicated. Yeah. Um, technical in terms. <laughs> um, in, in 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 well, it's all English, but no, it it is like there's a lot of I mean, security. There's a lot of details. Right. Um, but let's let's put it this way. Um, do not imagine your passkey as a password because it's not. Um, it's basically a like two two keys that are generated on your device. One is your secret key that you keep on your device that you can also share with others, which is really cool. Like you could share your secret key basically on your de- from your device with your spouse, for example. Um, and one is uh, what's called a public key um, that is shared with the website. Um, kind of public keys, for example, the certificate that you see in your browser. So the lock that you have and you see, oh, this website is secure, whatever, that's a pub- that is actually a public key. And with that, what what um, websites or yeah, what that websites and your device can do is the following: they can basically you can on your device um, generate a let's say a message. Let's call it a message, a special message that can only come from you, and you send that message to the server, and then the server can take your public key and check that it really came from you. And I said, there's a lot of math involved in security, whatever, how this message exactly gets constructed in a way that it can only come from you. But the idea is basically you send this message to the server, the server takes your public key that it knows and has associated with your account. It says, oh yeah, this is from, from Dave. And then, and then it says, okay, sure, this is David. So I can lock David in and he can use the app. And, um, that's really, really cool because this, even if someone compromises the server, like, you know, all those hacks that have happened where someone got all the passwords from LinkedIn and all of that, that doesn't work anymore because the server doesn't even have anything that could be used to send a message that says, I'm David. The only way to do that is if someone got hold of your, of kind of like your, your house key, your, your private house key. That's the only way how that could happen. And obviously you can share it's kind of actually a good, good uh, example, like your, 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 your keys for your house. Like you can share that with your spouse and then your spouse can log in and they don't have to know anything else. Like you got your key, like your partner and you're, you're in the house. 
Um, and that's, I think, the cool thing like about this. And if you combine that with something like login with Apple, login with Google or whatever, where you, where you literally don't even need a username and password, then you don't need username and password at all. Um, so the, the way this, this key is generated is basically um, you have to log in on your device once. So the first time you go to the website, you let's say, yeah, let's let's take uh, let's take uh, Google for example, Google Mail, Gmail. Um, like the first time you log in, you have to use your username, password, and your at least for Google, you have to use your username, password, and your two-factor code. And once you've done that, once you've logged in once, this this key, this pass key gets generated, stored on your device. And from that point on, whenever you need to log in from this device on Gmail, you know, every now and then Gmail will ask you to log in or you logged out, for example. It doesn't need the username and password, whatever. It uses your passkey, sends the message. There's a little bit complicated stuff in the background and you're in. And if you share that key with your, with your partner, then the partner, your partner has the same thing. They can just use the key, go in, go to Gmail, enter username, get there. They don't have to do two-factor authentication and ask for the two-factor code from you and all of that. So that's the really cool thing and the really secure thing. And as I said, if you already, like if you have your iPhone already and you already, like you have uh, Apple and uh, like iCloud set up and you have login with Apple, uh, the website doesn't even need a username and password. You can literally say login with Apple. Oh, now you're logged in. And now I generate a passkey for you and on your device it is. And that's kind of the, let's say, summary of it. There's a lot of details. And this works, by the way, also on non-Apple devices. Mm -hmm. So, um, for example, if you're at a friend's house and you want to log into Gmail. Uh, and I mean, I don't know why you would do that, but let's say you do um, on, their, on their Mac. They can go to Gmail, enter your username, and then you can say, hey, like this is not my device. And it shows you basically a QR code. And you scan that with your, with your phone. And the phone basically communicates, like from that point on, there's like a Bluetooth connection with, you, with the computer. And the phone basically talks to the browser, exchanges a special key. And that key can then be used to log in. But it's not stored on the, on the computer. It's literally just for that session, you can log in. There was no username or password entered at all. The key is a one-time key. It works at once and then it's gone. Patrice, um, just, just for clarification, mm -hmm. because it's doing the Bluetooth handshake yep. communication thing. Um, it's not actually requiring that you pair your phone with yep. that computer. It's just a requirement that the yep. computer has Bluetooth. Yeah, it's an ad hoc Bluetooth. Like that's what the QR okay. code basically is for. It's an ad hoc Bluetooth communication between the phone and the browser. Bluetooth, I think even Wi-Fi would work. I, as far as I've seen, you don't need Bluetooth exactly. Uh, but it has to, like, there's basically an ad hoc communication. You don't even need to be on the same Wi-Fi. It's basically like an ad hoc network that gets set up so that they can share, securely share the keys because you don't want to send that somewhere over a server or something because then it's insecure. Right. Yeah. So as a, that's the... the, the short five minutes. No, that was great. It is really, really, really cool. And there is, other than compromising your device, no way to get that passkey. And Apple obviously does everything to secure it. So you need, like, to, to use the passkey, you need biometric authentication. So you need your face ID or your touch ID. Otherwise, you don't even get to it. There is still a way to, to steal it, but you have to steal it from the device. You cannot steal it from a central server for every user. So yeah, they would have to compromise your, device, your... Yeah. You've got bigger problems. Yeah. Exactly. If they have an app on your device to steal all of that, then you have a bigger problem. And it's really hard to do that for, let's say, a billion users. Steal, steal a billion passkeys from a billion users is very hard. Stealing a billion users from a central server, not so much. Yeah. No, thanks for giving that uh, yeah. that background on this. I think this is going to be something really, something of the future because it's been always been the discussion yeah. for quite a while. People are just getting tired of passwords. I don't want to use password anymore. Mm -hmm. And to have something this secure and not have to have to remember a password, yeah. you're depending on that is is, yeah. is, is huge. So, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I mean, Apple's, as I said, Apple didn't invent this. This is, there's this Fido alliance right. that has been working on something like this for a while. There's like Google and Microsoft and a bunch of other big companies in it. Yeah. So this is going to be across all devices, across all websites. Eventually. Great. Um, other thing that was announced I wanted to talk about a little bit here is Apple Pay Later. It's a new payment system that's going to be uh, used. It's not necessarily a credit card. It is a payment like a mm. buy buy now, pay later. Uh, PayPal's got this type of service. So this, these these types of services have been around for a while. But uh, it's kind of looking like Apple's start, we as we were thinking about for a while is you know they did get Goldman Sachs to back up the Apple Card um, uh, for their credit card system and. Mm-hmm. Goldman Sachs may necessarily be working with them on this venture as well, but it, it's looked like more more Apple's backing this more than than a bank is. Uh, but it, what it basically does is it gives you four equal payments that you make payments on. You, I, I don't know if they do a soft credit report or how it works as far as that goes. That, that's yes. what I heard. Yeah. They're doing a yeah. soft check. Soft yeah. check. So it's not like a hard. It won't be a hard uh, hard uh, inquiry on your credit report. Um, uh, so. Yeah, because they're not just going to do it for just anybody. Because, <laughs> uh, and but, uh, I seem to remember I was looking at some of the uh, I read to some of the articles saying that yeah, there was a high amount of like a, someone least missing missing one payment. So uh, this is going to be interesting to see where this goes. But you know, these buy now pay later services are probably a little worried about this. I mean, they're they're that that uh, uh, that hasn't been uh, too too exciting as of late as far as any profitability with that, but. Uh, uh, Apple's mm-hmm. jumping into this. Um, I think this is a good one, and I think it works in coordinates with the Apple Cash Card, does it not? Or, or, or is it no. just by itself? It has nothing to do with Apple Pay Cash or Apple Pay. Okay. It. Uh, sorry, with uh, Apple Card so it's a, or it's Apple It's going to be a separate service that you can that you'll be, make payments yes. separately to that. Yeah. Yeah, the way I understand it is that uh, when you go to make uh, uh, an Apple Pay payment, mm-hmm or transaction happen linked to whatever credit card you have, you'll get an option that pops up at that point where you can choose pay all at once or, uh, or break up the payments. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like Amazon is doing it when you do like the, I think it's five payments or something. We can simply mm-hmm. choose an option to say like, I want to pay it. Like you still pay it with your account, with your card, whatever, but you can split it up. Yeah. Yep, so, and the interesting thing is, Apple set up a separate company for that, and right. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I said it when, 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 like the whole thing started. I said Apple probably wants to become a bank eventually, but it just takes many, many years right. to do so because of all the regulatory stuff that they have to fulfill. And that's what's happening. Apple has set up a separate company for it, but there's still Goldman Sachs in the background for all right. the official banking stuff where you need banking regulations. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh... Definitely going to be interesting to see where that goes. And mm-hmm. Again, another service that Apple's uh, dabbling into. You know, the services uh, sector for Apple is, is continues to grow. Yep. So, um, other thing I want to talk about was CarPlay. CarPlay had some pretty big announcements. I thought it was pretty exciting to see. Uh, they, they really are wanting being in cars. They really want to have the immersed experience of using everything that CarPlay has to offer. Right now, as we have it, I mean, it's it's limited. I mean, it limits to your head unit and what your head unit is capable of doing, and 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 the software and what it does. You know, it I've I've had it for about a little over a year now, and I've been pretty pretty happy having it because it was a long time I didn't have it. So, because uh, some of the car manufacturers uh, uh, that 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 go get into this uh, world that just didn't do a very good job with it, um, and it's it's uh it's definitely something that's going to be uh, of of big interest um they sh- they showed during the during the uh, the keynote uh, how you have uh, you'll have different multiple displays but again the car manufacturers have to buy into this i mean it says on their site that vehicle announcements will be coming in 2023 so they must already be working with some of the car manufacturers to be able to deal deal with this um well they had a nice list of uh, car manufacturers on a slide mm-hmm. during the keynote um and uh, there there are other manufacturers that have been reached out to that weren't on the slide and uh, Toyota being one of them and Toyota just doesn't have an announcement yet um Ford doesn't have an announcement yet but uh, they phrased their we don't have an announcement yet statement in a way that kind of implies that this will be coming they're just not ready to talk about it yet 
And like it says on their site, this is going to be a specific version of CarPlay for each vehicle. So, so each vehicle manufacturer is going to be different. I mean, I mean, you can't force can't force all all uh, car manufacturers to be using the same thing. That's what that's not their business. They they're in the business of having something unique. And uh, if Apple's willing to do that, that seems like a pretty cool thing um, when it comes to that. Um, but there's going to be some widgets customizations, which is going to be nice. I mean, even for those of us now, when the new CarPlay comes out. Um, I don't know. I, I probably should hook up this iPhone 16 uh, uh, installed phone to see what it looks mm-hmm. like on my on my car, uh, and um, and you will get to do some more personalizations, which is nice. So you'll, you'll so you really can personalize a lot more. I think even apps. There's going to be some more apps that are going to be coming um, as well. Uh, I think uh, yep. the they're they're we're looking to. Uh, uh, to add some more map apps than, than than ever before because it is and I, let's be honest it, it's very limited what apps there are available i know the the, the gas yeah. apps are kind of probably have some better uh, integration with their apps uh, and uh it's hmm. you'll, you'll see st- things like that and um uh and it's uh, definitely going to be something to, to to really look for because uh you know yeah. uh uh, You're still not gonna see Angry Birds. On, no, on I don't think there's gonna be any interactive no. type of apps. Oh, no. Then I yeah. know. <laughs> the... No, I, I saw the session for it because I was interested in what they're doing, and there are still some rules. Like it has to be something that is driver specific. Right. Can't be distracted. And it has, yeah, and it has to be something that you would typically do during before, before or after the drive. Yeah, no, that would make total sense because yeah, you don't want to be distracted. But yeah, having all these great screens of, of all the information, now, I don't know if you necessarily I mean when or they were showing some of these screens. You know, not everybody's too overly excited how how my speedometer looks like or how uh, how my HVAC systems look like. But uh, you know, seeing some of these pictures and like having a full out screen across the left and right side of the dash is uh, is mm. pretty amazing. Uh, but again, the manufacturer has mm-hmm. to do it too. But I seem. But some some cars have shipped like that. I think was it was it uh, Mercedes or BMW? I don't remember. But there's some. I see. I've seen some cars that have that, like across, like the big screen, basically across the entire yeah. car. Yeah. So I mean, they're doing it. It's just now a matter of to do they mm. want to do they want to do it. Could this entice yeah. manufacturers like Tesla and BMW and others that want to do yeah. it? I mean, I thought you know, it's very possible. Uh, Elon Musk could could uh, be interested in something like this because it's. But, nope. but then again, nope. <laughs> I don't knowing him. I don't. I I tend to doubt it because nope. he doesn't want to get nope. involved with it. No, nope. this is a comp. This is a direct competitor to software to Tesla software. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. BMW will look at this long before Tesla does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, BMW does have CarPlay support, and BMW actually does work quite closely with apple i mean all the key the keyless login stuff on your phone all of those are came to bmw first like all the features yeah yeah for sure so uh it's gonna be interesting to see again you know carplay yeah. isn't uh, uh, like like apple tv devices is not always the very <laughs> exciting things that they talk about uh, when mm-hmm. it comes to that so yeah. um but but i think we've seen we've seen some part of the new apple car Yes, I think that they've really that, that did show it. That, that there could be the, could, there, there's definitely that Apple's going to be another business they want to get into. So mm-hmm. who thought that Apple yeah. being involved with all these businesses these days when they were just a computer company over the years and, and now yeah. they're just into everything. Um, one last thing I wanted to bring up was the home app. Um, the home app was did 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 get a, a nice redesign uh, and they they did mm-hmm. partner with Matter as a new standard. Um, I, I don't know if you either of you have tried. The, the home app yet um, I know you both are using mm-hmm. okay. how, how, how do you see it as far as uh, uh, any uh, changes that uh, is for the good much better <laughs> I mean and that's not a big jump yeah because the old app was really yeah, really bad so <laughs> yeah it is like, bad it is it it's really much much better I mean I use because I use a lot of HomeKit and I mean sure I use it through Siri a lot but I also control it quite a bit through the Home app and I actually use the Home app um, mm-hmm. and it's so much better it's so much easier to see what's going on it's like it's just much better yeah I, I found the Home app to be an essential part of uh, of managing your whole smart home setup. 
And I've played with the app a little bit on uh, on my iPad, and uh, it, it's definitely easier to see things. And I haven't tried setting up any uh, special automations or scenes. Mm, I haven't done that to you yet. Uh, but that's only because I want to set up things that are different from what I already have, just in case it completely screws something up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So there you have it. There, we we pretty much covered everything. We still got it within an hour. I'm pretty <laughs> impressed. <laughs> that uh, no. We covered. We didn't cover. No, a lot there's a lot of things. stuff. There were a lot. Yeah, lot we don't. Of I mean, this is a yeah. good a good tease, but it gave you. Uh, I think we mm-hmm. gave you a good, nice overview of what really was announced. But uh, yeah, uh, expect yeah. The ne- over the next uh, few weeks uh, and months, for that matter, mm-hmm. to talk the, more. There's one thing I did want to mention. If we have like we two do. minutes, um, because there was one thing in the sessions that that I, I noted down that stuck out mm-hmm. to me. And that might be very interesting for for your for our audience. And that is virtualization with Rosetta. Hmm. So Apple showed a way, and you still like, the, the apps have to integrate it um, because Apple doesn't ship it as an app. They showed basically how the API works for mm-hmm. it, and then the apps can integrate, which is really cool to do. But basically, you can run a either macOS or Linux in Intel with Intel software. And as a virtual machine. And that, I mean, Windows was absent, but I'm guessing that's a Microsoft mm-hmm. problem because the whole system still has to be has to be ARM. So the Linux would still be an ARM version of Linux or the macOS would still be an ARM version mm-hmm. of, of Mac OS, Silicon version of macOS. Um, but you can run it with Rosetta um, virtualized, uh, basically Intel apps. Mm. And it's, it's, it's like, it's not a special version of Linux or something you have to install. No, it's like, in the background, it, like hidden, they're basically using Rosetta. So if, if you run an Intel app, it's pretending to be Intel, and in the background, Rosetta will translate it. And that is really, really cool. That is cool because, um, you know, like like uh, I use Parallels a lot, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the old old x86 OSs you can't run on on, on an M1 yeah. processor. So yeah. Um, yeah, I was I, I'm around it now, but I, I'm over it now because I mm-hmm. was able to get Windows 11 uh, ARM based. Uh, they have a full op version for of that, and mm-hmm. so I'm pretty happy that I have that on yep. my M1. And it, boy, is it fast! It's really it, it's it's it, yeah. It, as I said, they didn't mention Windows, um, but I think because it's there's no official version yet, that yeah. might still be coming. Uh, but as I said it was really cool. Uh, like by that time, those one of those things, those OSs will be ancient history, and I don't think. I would hope uh, the, those you people mm-hmm. are so wondering Windows XP. You need to, get to just get a life. Yeah, <laughs> Inter- yeah. Internet Explorer yeah. That's so goes that's, away in five days. So. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, because that was one of the big issues with the whole transition, and one of the big yeah. issues with uh, even like even parallels and so on. They were struggling with it to run yeah. Intel stuff on on ARM uh, because it's it's hard to do that. Yeah. Uh, Apple did mm-hmm. it with Rosetta, but they have their own APIs. So it was easier, but as I said, they basically now allow it, and, and Parallels will have to integrate it, and and the, like all the open source uh, like systems will do it, and then it works. Yeah, absolutely. So for Docker, for example, also important. If you're running special Docker Dockers, containers that yeah. need that need Intel, yeah. you can mm-hmm. now do that. Well, thank you for your insights on that, and we appreciate that. And. Uh... Let's go ahead and wrap things up for this week. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to, to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. Support the show. Buy me a coffee at InTouchWithIOS.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You also can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash InTouchWithIOS. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you're notified when we are live streaming. Usually we, we live stream on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time, but uh, today we were streaming uh, on a Friday because of the WWDC and scheduling for me as I had the business trip this past week. But uh, you'll definitely get notified if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash DaveG65, where you can also watch and listen to the past shows. Um, visit In Touch With iOS Magazine on Flipboard, where many of the articles... And topics we discuss are flipped into that magazine. The link is in the show notes. 
You can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, go to our website at intouchwithios.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. And Patrice, thank you so much for being here. I always love having you on the show. And uh, when, when, we, when we get our schedules in sync here, and uh, where can people find you? Yeah, I hope I didn't talk too much. No, I, I know gosh. all of this is very exciting for me. Excited and for like, all of us here. It's so much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, and I've been spending a lot of the week watching all That's of this. That's why stuff. it's great to have you yeah, here. You can find me. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I said I hope it wasn't too bad. Um, thank you, like for for having me. And um, I, I'm I'm every week, uh, twice a week with Jeff on the British Tech Network on Thursdays with the Big Show, and like everything non Apple Tech, and on Fridays on the Mac Show with with David and, and Jeff. Uh, when we talk about Mac and Apple stuff, um, you can find everything I'm doing, all the social media links, the projects, the podcasts. Um, if you want to buy me a coffee to support me, all of that on thepatrice.com. There's only one. And if you want to listen to like other people talk uh, about their food memories and stories and just everything that goes, goes with that, then you can head over to foodieflashback.com, which is my interview show. Great. Thanks again. And Jeff Gammon, thanks as always for being here. It's always appreciated. Where can people find you? Uh, well, thanks as always for letting me come on. And it's loads of fun. So I'm happy to be here. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, jgamut on both. YouTube.com slash jgamut for some videos. Um, most Tuesdays on Mac Voices Live. And then Thursdays, uh, the big show with with patrice and then uh quite often dave in the evenings with you on in touch with ios and then fridays again with patrice on the mac show and um and then the context machine where brian chaffin and i have teamed up again and uh, we have a new show out where we pretend like we are talking about WWDC and we actually do get a little bit of, uh, of that in there too. Um, so anyhow, I get around. Somebody didn't like Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I was shaking my head. I, I don't yeah. get that. I mean, I, I like Obi-Wan Kenobi. I, I'm really enjoying so, it. But to each his own, I guess. Uh, but but uh, I, I really appreciate all of you listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. We enjoyed doing it. And we'll talk again soon.